Welcome to Junior Aspirin Podcast Part 3, Explaining Religion Part 2. We've all woken up today with a feeling of incredibly renewed optimism for uh, the project of America and um, Barack Obama's victory and his crazy pie-eyed reactionary invocation of uh, the idea of democracy. So this is our Explaining Religion Part 2 Junior Aspirin Podcast with myself, Nathaniel Mellors and Andy Cook. And I'd like to dedicate uh, this to an imaginary future secular America. Well, I paid the price for luxury. Heaven looks like hell to me. And I think I'm going down, 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 down. What you say? Going down. What you say? Um, Jim Fetus, also known as Clint Ruin, also known as James George Thurwell, who is uh, an Australian um, sort of subversive underground musician. I associate him mostly with the eight, with his 80s output, although he's been consistently interesting and uh, has an ability to sort of channel America in a way that I find quite uncanny. It is kind of a archly politically incorrect and. Uh, sort of confrontational post-industrial music, but pioneering use of sampling and recording techniques. Uh, started off recording in um, London, I believe, in the late 70s and early 80s, and then moved to New York. I think he's based in Brooklyn. And that was um, that was The Only Good Christian is a Dead Christian, from uh, which is from... Which album is that from? Hang on as I click around here. That's from the compilation uh, Sync, recorded under the name Fetus Inc., 
but uh, we have many fetus monikers that he's used. Fetus interruptus, scraping fetus off the wheel, Philip and his fetus vibrations, fetus uber frisco, fetus art terrorism, to name just a few. Um, so next up we have... Thank you, Nat. Hello, people, and hello, Nat. Um, the next track we're going to play is by the band Earth, um, who unfortunately seem to be most famous because head honcho Dylan Carlson bought the gun with which um, Kurt Cobain took his life. Anyway, they're a great band, and this song is called Divine and Bright. <laughs> My Jesus is on the man. Tell him what you Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Well, Jesus is on main. Tell him what you Well, he will come in her. Tell 
This is Andy. That was um, Mississippi Fred McDowell with Jesus is on the main line. Uh, Mississippi Fred McDowell was discovered, so to speak, in 1959 by Shirley Collins and Alan Lomax. Alan Lomax being the famous recorder and archiver of um, sound. His his dad was actually probably more famous, but uh, he's famous. Um, and yes, though, so they discovered Mississippi Fred McDowell. And Shirley Collins actually writes about this in a book called America Over the Water, which is about her travels with Lomax and also simultaneously about um, life in the wartime Hastings, England. Anyway, I highly recommend it. Um, you can buy it, obviously. Um, yes, good. Now, um, yeah, talking of bands with songs, in fact, no, it's not talking about, talking of Life in Wartime, here is a song by a band who did a song called Life in Wartime, and this is not that song. <laughs> was Talking Heads and thank you for sending me an angel. And now as if by magic, Nathaniel is going to introduce another song thanking God for making angels. Next up, Country Teasers and Thank You God for Making Me an Angel, which is a track from their brilliant album Satan Is Real Again. And uh, it's impossible for me to put into words sort of how good I think Ben Wallers, who is the mastermind behind Country Teasers and uh, also known as The Rebel is. I think he's incredibly brilliant and uh, everything he's done, he has done across the last 15 years um, is worth owning and I think there are 20 something albums that you can get by both uh, Country Teasers and The Rebel. Uh, also you can get them from his website of course therebel.co.uk <laughs> Sky with praying hands. 
Um, that was Adam and the Ants and uh, The Day I Met God from Adam's brilliant first album, Dirk Wears White Socks, which I have to thank Ashley Marlowe to, for introducing me to. As with so many uh, records, uh, I was a huge um, Adam and the Ants fan as a child. I got the Kings of the Wild Frontier when I was five, when it came out, five or six. But um, I had missed this uh, first album, which was recorded, of course, with a very different band, famously poached by Malcolm McLaren to form uh, Bow Bow Wow, Bow Wow Wow, Bow Wow Wow, <laughs> poached from Adam, who then sort of regrouped himself with uh, Marco Peroni and um, recorded Kings of the Wild Frontier and put that album together in a relatively short space of time, and it went straight to number one, which is uh, really an extraordinary achievement. So hats off to Adam Ant, uh, wherever you are, Adam, hopefully not in the pub. Um, next up is... Next up, Nathaniel, is Ike Yard. Ike Yard are a relatively little-known um, art rock collective, so to speak, from the early 80s, New York-based, um, released mostly, not v well, not very much for a start, but what they did release, they released on Factory and Belgium's disc Du Crepuscule. This track we're going to play is called Half a God. It's from their only album, which is called The Factor Second, um, released on Factory America. You might have trouble finding that if at all you're interested. If you are interested, there is an album released in, it's a sort of compilation, released in August 2006 called 1980 to 1982 Collected, which has pretty much everything of note on it. Um, I thoroughly recommend it. Anyway, here we are, Ike Yard with Half a God.
this is an improvised piece by myself and Andy Cook, uh, which we recorded under the name God in Hackney, and the track's called Several Credible Like an Opera, and features a uh, mysterious, uh, unidentifiable second vocalist pontificating on the theme of London, the London Theatre. Next up, it's Waylon Jennings with Ain't No God in Mexico. Waylon, of course, one of the key figures from the outlaw movement, the outlaw country and western music movement, which was uh, a sort of loose group of self-declared outlaws. I like the fact that you can be a self-declared outlaw, but featuring other luminaries such as Johnny Cash and uh, Willie Nelson, of course, Chris Christopherson and uh, the wonderful David Allen Coe. So um, this is Ain't No God in Mexico, and it's from Waylon's 19, early 1970s album, Honky Tonk Heroes. Down the road a ways I've heard say a new day's coming on Where the women folks are friendly and the law leaves you alone I'll believe it when I see it And I haven't seen it yet Don't mind me, just keep on talking I'm just looking for my hat Ain't no God in Mexico Ain't no way to understand How that border crossing feeling Makes a fool out of a man If I'd never felt the sunshine Hell, I would not cuss the rain If my feet could fit a railroad track I guess I'd have been a train Chase across the yard Back in 1947 That's when more than times were hard Well, pity me I didn't find the line in time Like a fool In front of God and everybody I politely blew my coup Ain't no God in Mexico Ain't no comfort in 
the king When you're down in Matamore It's getting busted by the man If I'd never felt the sunshine Hell, I would not curse the rain If I hadn't been railroaded Well, I guess I'd have been a train That was Waylon Jennings and Ain't No God in Mexico. Um, the next track we're going to play is a track by the great Per Ubu. Um, this is a track of the album Songs of a Bailing Man, and it is called Horns Are a Dilemma. David Thomas, the um, the main uh, chap in Per Ubu, is, seems to be obsessed with all things sailing, sailors, navvies, maritime, and this track is no exception. Um, look out for Alan Ravenstein's extraordinary synthesizer playing, if indeed you can call that, on this track. Anyway, there we are, Perubu with Horns Are A Dilemma.
That was Perubu uh, with Horns Eye Dilemma. And the next track I'm going to play is by Public Image Limited. And this is from Flowers of Romance. And there's a sort of link between Perubu and Pill, well, sort of, in as much as Keith Levine at this point had pretty much stopped playing guitar and only played synth, as will become obvious. And uh, it is said, I, I by whom I don't know, but it is apparently reasonably well acknowledged that the influence on Keith Levine was the aforementioned Alan Ravenstein of uh, Perubu. This is not particularly important at all, but it's a great track. Here we are, it's called Jaime Hymn.
That was Samuel Beam, a.k.a. Iron and Wine, with Jesus the Mexican Boy. Right. hates us all. God hates us all. That was Slayer uh, with the track called The Darkness of Christ. The first track of their album God Hates Us All. Great track. Uh, my humble opinion the shorter of Slayer's tracks seem to be the best. Less guitar solos. But that's only my opinion. Um, next we have Coil and a track called Godhead equals death head from their album Scotology. Here it is.
That was Coil with Godhead equals Deathhead from the album Scotology. Coil made up of Peter Christofferson and the late John Balance um, in their time collaborated with Clint Ruin of Fetus, who Nat played earlier. So that's, that's nice. Um, and now Nat's going to finish up. I'd like to end with a, a piece of music with an overt religious theme. Like many tracks recorded by Talk Talk um, across their last two albums, uh, there is a, an extraordinary um, sort of religious aspect to this music, which is difficult to pin down. But these, these albums are held in incredible esteem by many, many, many musicians, and their influence has just grown over across the last 10 years. Um, so that to the extent that, that they've been reappraised as being a post-rock group, I don't know whether that's any <laughs> will feel like any great accomplishment, but it is indicative of of the influence that these these recordings have had uh, on bands since. So this is Ascension Day from 1991's album, Talk Talk album, final album, Laughing Stock.
Right, that's it. We've explained religion for the second time. That was me, Andy Cook, Nathaniel Mellers, and Daniel Luke Fox. Um, we will be making more. Keep aware. <laughs>